the one-on-one post-game report. Twenty-six of Holy Cross. Play action. Pump fake. Now throws over the middle. Wetzel makes the catch at the ten and into the end zone at the far pylon. Touchdown, Fordham. Under center is Nebrick. He takes. He hands it off to Dan Light and he gets into the end zone for the score. The two-point conversion is good. Thirty-two to thirty is your final score. The Fordham Rams are nine and zero. Mac Rosenberg back in our Rosal Studios. Get you ready for the post-game show. We will now send it back across the street to Jack Coffee Field. I believe we have Matt Morrow standing by with head coach Joe Moorhead. Matt. Congratulations on the win. You moved to 9-0 for the first time in school history. First off, i got to ask you, Ebrick broke four game total offense yardage mark. Previous held by Scott Skelton. How has he been able to do, do this week in and week out? <laughs> First off, he's a tremendously talented player. Uh, and then you put on top of that uh, excellent coaching, good preparation, and uh, you know, selfless attitude. You know, I think it's a great combination. And, and the system we run, he's a perfect fit for it. Third quarter, how huge was that to keep your team in the game when you guys were behind? It was huge. And we went in the locker room and we challenged him in the second half. So, so fellas, it, it sounds simplistic. I said, when you lose a game, you're not undefeated anymore. We have 30 minutes to get this thing turned around. And uh, fight our way out of the corner, get to the middle of the ring, and deliver a knockout blow. And uh, you know, I'm not so sure it was a knockout blow, but you know we won on the decision. Now you were visibly pumped up on Williams' interception. Do you think that's a turning point in this game? I, I think it was because we really hadn't stopped them much, and they had been converting on a ton of third downs. And you know we needed somebody on defense to make a play and turn the momentum of the game, and that was uh, it was it was huge. <coughs> Fourth interception of the year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. What does it mean to retain the Ram Crusader Cup here at home? It, it, it means everything, and. Uh, we told these guys it's our intention to, uh, you know, we want it to be permanent. And obviously it's a tremendous rivalry. They're a well-coached team. Coach Gilmore does an awesome job with his guys. But, you know, it's one of our two preseason goals, the Liberty Cup and the Ram Crusader Cup. And, you know, we, we're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that thing stays here. Last thing before I let you go, enjoy the birthday and enjoy the win. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Guys, back upstairs to you. Thank you very much, Matt. Fordham 32-30 winners, and they retain the Ram Crusader Cup. They've already uh, posed for it, Mac, on the field. Now they're going over to pose with the victory bell. It's not a bad day to be a Ram or for Joe Moorhead's 40th birthday, huh? Well, the celebration will certainly ensue, gentlemen. And we welcome you back here to our Rose Hill Studios, now on the Internet only at WFUVsports.org. Mac Rosenberg here with you. We'll get to all the highlights, the 51st meeting between Fordham and Holy Cross, the Ram Crusader Cup, in a couple of minutes. First, we'll check in for all the scores, the latest scores from around the country. Here's Joey Palladino. All right, thanks a lot, Joey. Well, let's get to those highlights. What a game, folks. 32-30, the final. The Rams are 9-0 and and coming in. Fordham, the eighth-ranked team in all the country, 8-0. and Crusaders at 3-6 and coming in. And here we go. The teams would trade scoreless possessions to begin. Uh, Holy Cross, or excuse me, Fordham would get the ball first. Uh, they would go three and out, and the Holy Cross drive would stall around midfield. Then an excellent punt by Holy Cross punter John Mackenber. That would set up the Rams at their own two-yard line on their second offensive drive. Sam Ajala would pick up right where he left off after his career performance against Yale a couple of weeks back, a 40-yard reception on first down to get the Rams moving, and they would advance all the way down to the Holy Cross six-yard line before stalling from there. Enter Mike Mirando for a field goal attempt. This will be a 22-yard try. Wetzel will hold Sullivan to snap. Sullivan gets it back. Good hold. The kick is up, and it is no good wide right. 
Mirando's third miss of the season, and it remained no score. 8.20 to go in the first quarter. Crusaders would take back over at their own 20, and Peter Pouliot, the freshman quarterback, would break the Fordham defense for a 35-yard run on third down to set up the Holy Cross offense inside the Ram 35, and they would keep moving. A really good balance for the Crusaders between the run with Gabe Guild and the pass with Pouliot and receivers Mike Fest and Khalif Raymond. That would propel the Crusaders down to the Fordham 5-yard line. Ball on the, uh, in between the hashes, rather, at the five of Fordham, second and three for Holy Cross. Puyols in the gun, gets the ball, hands off up the middle and brought down the line of scrimmage. Rather, it's Puyols bringing it to the right side, and he goes in for the touchdown. Puyols with a great play fake and able to run it around right end and into the end zone for the touchdown. Peter Pouliot with his seventh rushing touchdown of the season. The PAT was no good for Macomber, so it remained 6-0 Holy Cross, 2.46 to go in the opening period. Fordham would get moving offensively, a 29-yard strike to guess who, Sam Ajala on first down from the 25, and that set up the Rams inside Crusader territory. However, the Fordham offense, they would quickly find themselves in a fourth-and-five situation. Joe Moorhead told his men to stay on the field, and, well, it did pay off. Ajala once again getting the job done, a 15-yard reception to convert for the the first. From there, they would keep the drive moving all the way down to the 11-yard line, and it was time for Carlton Kuntz. Niebrick right back into the shotgun, leading the no-huddle offense. Ball on the right hash. Now he gets the snap on first and 10 and hands off. This is Kuntz. Works towards the near pylon. Inside the five and dives into the end zone for the score. Touchdown. Fordham and we're tied at six. Extra point was good from Miranda, so the Rams took a 7-6 lead. CJ with his seventh rushing score of the season. A squib kick from Miranda would give Holy Cross some good starting field position from their own 44, and then Peter Pouliot would go right back to the ground game. Gabe Guild, along with himself, those two combined to get Holy Cross inside the Fordham 30, and what do you do when the ground game is rolling? Well, you throw a curveball at the opponent in the form of this. Pouliot's in the gun with a four-receiver set, second and six from the 24 of Fordham. Deep throw up the right side, looking for Toulouse. He makes the catch, and he's in for the score. Touchdown, Crusaders, and they extend their advantage, retaking the lead 12-7 over Fordham with 13-21 to go in the second. So 13-7 Holy Cross, the 24-yard strike from Pouliot to Kyle Toulouse, just under two minutes into the second period. And I want to bring in the guys who call the action today, Mike Watson, Chris Marasco from Jack Coffey Field. And guys, I think in this first half, we really started to get the feeling on that touchdown grab to Toulouse that this Holy Cross offense was not bad and that they were not going to go away easy. Yeah, Mac, I think everybody realized that pretty early on. This team was very good at moving the chains. They got a lot of first downs. They converted on a lot of third downs, and they did that with some running with the quarterback, with their running back, Guild, who really ran hard. And then they had those slants to the outside over the middle. Fess was another guy who just killed Fordham in the first half, and their offense really showed that they can play with some of the best teams in the FCS. But second half, Fordham's defense steps up. They were able to get some key stops until late in the game when Holy Cross was able to score another touchdown. But they definitely showed they were a good team, and I think this is a good win for Fordham, even though their record doesn't look too great on the stat sheet. And we will talk more about that Fordham defense later on. On their next offensive drive, the Rams would get moving, but they would be faced with a tough third down. Michael Niebrick would scamper for the first down. On the very next play, however, Michael Niebrick would go right back to the air. First down and 10 from his own 27, gets the snap, play action, drops back, he's looking, throws it deep over the middle of the field, Tamaki Jones makes the catch at the 30, loses the football, it bounces inside the 5 and into the end zone, and falling down on it at the goal line is a Holy Cross defensive back inside the 1, and it's Crusaders football. 
What a tough break there for Fordham. The catch and run turned ugly from Tabucky Jones. The Crusaders would take over at their own one-yard line. And I want to bring you guys back in, Mike, because this play, I mean, this play was, if there was a turning point, I think, in that first half to that point in the game, this was certainly it. Turnovers will beat you, and I think uh, Fordham definitely learned that on the first half, particularly on that play. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it during the game. Fordham is the only team in the entire Patriot League with a positive uh, turnover margin, and they're plus 13. No other team is even above zero. So, you know, that's how they've done it all season long, and to have one of those long, you know, 40-yard passes get cut out uh, due to a, a strip from behind that nearly bounced into the end zone, but instead it was stopped at the one. It was an unreal bounce for Holy Cross, and for Fordham, it's it's a bit disappointing, but they were able to come back from it. Yeah, they were. We'll get to that later on. On that particular drive for Holy Cross, back-to-back -back false starts, and the ball, as Mike said, was the nose of the ball was on the goal line, uh, but they would still be able to get their drive going. Pugliel's forced to go to the passing game. It did pay off in a big way. Mike Fess, a 39-yard catch and run, would put the Crusaders in business at the 32-yard line of Fordham, but the Rams' defense did not go down from there. They were able to get a stop and force a 46-yard field goal attempt from Mackenber. 46 yards on fourth down and seven. Lachlan, the backup quarterback, the hold. Snap is back. The ball is down. The kick is up. It's got the distance, and it is good. And we just talked about it with Chris. This Holy Cross offense was not going away. An impressive drive, 16-7. Crusaders with 7.47 remaining before the half. Mackenber had his first field goal of the season from beyond 40 yards, and it was the largest deficit all season long for the Rams at that point. Michael Niebrick in some unfamiliar territory, really the entire Fordham team was down two scores at home, but that would not stop the Rams from continuing to move the football. Completions to Tabucky Jones, Brian Wetzel, Sam Ajala would set up the Rams at the Holy Cross seven-yard line. Getting the snap, play action. Now he's going to throw over the middle, and it's in, uh, intercepted, rather, in the end zone. It's intercepted in the middle of the end zone, brought down by Tyler Z uh, Zioli. And I want to bring you guys back on this one. Another turnover in this first half. It was already 16-7, so you're, you're already down two scores. You're moving the ball as you had been, really. They had been moving the ball even when they turned it over on the Jones play. Now you turn it over in the end zone. Uh, you know, what, what were you guys thinking up there at that point? Mac, I don't know about Mike, but at that point it seemed like everything was just going against Fordham's way and everything was going well for Holy Cross. They had a fumble, which bounced back into their guys' hands on a big gain, and it seemed like Fordham couldn't do anything right and Holy Cross couldn't do anything wrong. It was another turnover. They had two consecutive turnovers on good scoring drives with chances to get the ball in the end zone, and that really hurt Fordham in the first half. And before you talked about that drive with Holy Cross starting within their own one with those two false start penalties, they, they probably would have had to get out the ruler if, uh, if they got any more false start <laughs> penalties. And they were able to break it free, and they actually got points out of that with a field goal. So really a good half, first half for Holy Cross, not a great half for Fordham in terms of putting the ball in the end zone or putting it through the uprights, but that all changed in the second half. And Holy Cross uh, off that interception would continue to create points off of turnovers. Peter Pulios taken over from his own seven-yard line. He'd pick up right where he left off with the Crusader passing game. Mike Fess right in the middle of it, uh, but he was hit very hard actually on a reception by Jordan Chapman. Uh, it was Fess's 191st career reception. That's a new Holy Cross record. He came out of the game momentarily. A few plays later, he was right back in from the Fordham 37-yard line. Guild on the left side of Puyos, who gets the ball, drops back, throws deep over the middle. Fess at the 10, goes towards the end zone between the hashes, and he's in for the touchdown. 
23-7. Holy Cross with about two minutes to go in that first half. Everything that could go wrong for Fordham at that point had. And Fordham desperate really for any kind of momentum at this point. They'd start from their own 16-yard line with the half winding down. A couple of barreling catch and runs from Dan Light. That put the Rams on the plus side of the field. Niebrick would continue to spread the ball out from there. Completions to Ajala and Wetzel plus a 13-yard scamper from Carlton Kuntz got Fordham into the red zone with about 25 seconds left in the first half and one timeout remaining. From there, Niebrick would take it himself. Niebrick in the shotgun, third and goal from the 10 of Holy Cross. He gets the ball. He rolls, now runs up the middle, across the 10, inside the 5, rolls to the near side and dives into the end zone for the touchdown. And I want to bring the guys back in on this one. Niebrick's seventh rushing score of the season. That That's a monumental touchdown, I think, in this game because you go from being down 23-7 going into the half with Holy Cross getting the ball at half and the offense playing the way it was, and now it's 23-14, and you maybe carry some momentum into halftime. Yeah, two-part answer to that. The first one is, uh, well, three-part answer. That voice crack is atrocious. <laughs> I, I, I mean, sometimes you just got to Been there, brother. Been there. Call a spade a spade, Mac. Uh it's the way he scored was was a big part of it. He looked like there were three guys who should have tackled him. You might as well put grease on the kid because no one could keep their hands on him. They dives through a tackler into the end zone for the score. And the second part of this is it was a two-point game at the end. Fordham likely would have lost this game if it weren't for that touchdown, and it makes you realize how important those points were at half. Michael Niebrick electrified the crowd, got the team's head back in it, and ended up making the game-winning points. It's just the second time, though, all season that Fordham trailed at the half. They trailed 23-14. The Crusaders would get the ball to begin half number two, and we talked about it at the half. Fordham was going to need a defensive stop. Uh, the Crusaders, however, would get excellent field position. They would start from their own 46-yard line. A huge unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Jordan Chapman. That would get the Crusaders inside Fordham territory, but on the very next play... That penalty would prove to mean nothing. Niebrick in the backfield, Kuntz on his left. He gets the snap, he looks left, he's going to run up the middle at the five, and he goes into the end zone, diving in for the score. Touchdown Fordham, Michael Niebrick, seven yards for the Fordham touchdown. So Fordham needing that elusive turnover, they get it. Two plays into the second half, LeVon Williams uh, with his fourth interception of the season. So the Rams still trailing by nine, would get moving into Holy Cross territory. Dan Light with a catch on third and six to convert for the first down. Then Marcus Jones, in for to Bucky Jones, who was dealing with a hamstring injury, reeled in two key passes from Niebrick to help the Rams move inside the Crusader 20-yard line. Then fourth down and one, another fourth down, this time from the Holy Cross 16-yard line. The Rams' offense would once again stay on the field. Carlton Kuntz took the ball, barreled it up the middle for a first down to keep the drive alive. A few plays later, on third and two from the seven, yep, Michael Niebrick would get that call once more. Michael Niebrick walks into the block F at midfield, now steps back out of it. Mazzara the center. Over the football, three receiver set, low snap, but picked up by Niebrick. Quick throw right side, completes the shallow, breaks one tackle. Down the far side, near sideline, cuts back to the middle and brought down at the 25. Niebrick breaks the Fordham singles, single game passing record with the throw and run. Boots barrels up the middle. Ball. 
And we had a, a slight mistake there. Michael Niebrick would run it in for his second rushing touchdown of the game. 23-21, Holy Cross, eight minutes remaining in the third quarter. The Ram, Rams able to create some key points off turnovers. Uh, and the Rams defense, well, they would keep up the very strong play. Some really good pressure from Brett Bistick and Jake Rodriguez uh, on the next Holy Cross offensive drive would help stall the Crusader drive at midfield. So Fordham, now down just two point two points at this particular point in the third quarter, would have a chance to take the lead. And Niebrick, he would get the offense moving, a first down completion to Wetzel for 13 yards. Then a face mask penalty on Holy Cross would advance the ball up to the Holy Cross, 49. Michael Niebrick walks into the block F at midfield, now steps back out of it. Mazzara the center. Over the football, three receiver set, low snap, but picked up by Niebuhr. Quick throw right side, completes Sashawa. Breaks one tackle, down the far side, near sideline, cuts back to the middle and brought down at the 25. Niebuhr breaks the Fordham singles, single game passing record with the throw and run. Boots barrels up the middle. Balls loose at the 23, was he down? Holy Cross jumped on the football and Referees sorting out the pile. It's going to be Holy Cross ball. Crusader football. So crazy sequence there. I want to bring the guys back in here. Niebrick making some history, which is certainly nice to see. And, and of course, no surprise that he made it with Sam Ajala. But then the Rams turn it over for the third time today. So what, what was the feeling there at that point? Well, to a certain extent, you, you almost felt good that it was Carlton Kuntz because he's the guy who gets the team over the hump when something like that happens. If there's anyone who can handle it, it's absolutely Carlton Coons. So he, he fumbles the football, but he was really great down the stretch outside of that. And, and I think that was the thing that sparked him. He had a different tenacity, a different toughness going up the field uh, down the stretch, and that was why. And Holy Cross would take over at their own 25. And I want to keep. I want to stay with you guys here. This Fordham defense. Peter Pulios was sacked on first down by Brett Bestick. That led to a three and out. The Rams dodge another bullet, and you could argue that the Fordham defense was really the turning point in this game with the way they played early in the third quarter and really the entire second half. This was an unstoppable unit in the second half. Yeah, Mac. The Fordham defense. You cannot give them enough praise for what they were able to do in the second half, and they really turned things around. Twenty-three points given up in the first half. They don't let up a TD until late in the game when Fordham had a two-possession lead, so they really answered the call when Joe Moore had had all his, all his players around him at halftime. Whatever he told them, it worked, and it's something we've seen him do before, and we've seen it work a lot, and it's why they have nine wins on the season right now. They respond well to this coach, and he responds well to his players, and that communication and that confidence they have in each other is something that is really special with the college football team. Now, Nabrick would start from his own 24. The rushing attack would take over, and you mentioned it, Mike. If there's anybody who knows how to get over the hump after a fumble, it's Carlton Kuhn. Some electrifying carries to get the Rams near midfield. And from there, we would see a pass interference penalty on a Niebrick pass to Sam Ajala down to the Holy Cross 34-yard line. A couple of plays later, enter Brian Wetzel. Second and two for Fordham at the 26 of Holy Cross. Play action, pump fake, now throws over the middle. Wetzel makes the catch at the 10 and into the end zone at the far pylon. Touchdown, Fordham. So the fourth quarter starting with a bang as the Rams were back on top. 27-23, their first lead since 7-6 early in this one, uh, and the offense actually would stay on the football field. Under center is Niebrick. He takes, he hands it off to Dan Light, and he gets into the end zone for the score. The two-point conversion is good. Mike, I'll just let you take it away, because you, you could have been on the sideline calling the play for this one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Joe Moorhead likes to sit us down and tell us what the trick plays <laughs> of the week are going to be, just in case the situation presents itself. <laughs> uh, they ran this, and I saw three different angles of it from practice tape, and uh, I-, I couldn't tell Dan Light got the ball on a single one. They line up in the I formation with Ehrenberg as the fullback. Fordham doesn't have a fullback, so it's the third string or fourth string running back. And he runs the ball as if it's a stretch. Niebrick under center, hands it off um, to Dan Light, keeps the ball by his hip, and then fakes the stretch play to Carlton Kuntz. Worked every time this week in practice, and Joe Moorhead looks like a genius uh, for for a well-designed effort there. 29-23 Fordham. The Rams were relentless, and they regained that lead. 14-53 14-53 to go in the game. The Holy Cross offense had been shut out in the third quarter and really not doing much at all. Peter Pouliot would find himself again, reverting to that first-half form. Two key third-down and long completions would get the Crusader offense near midfield. However, when faced with a third and 14 from the 40-70 through incomplete, and that resulted in yet another Fordham defensive stop, the Rams would begin their next drive deep in their own territory, a chance to build on their 29-23 lead. They started at their own one-yard line and would move all the way across midfield thanks to Niebrick's continued pursuit through the air. Marcus Jones and Sam Ajala with some first down receptions and Niebrick was over 500 yards passing for the day. The first quarterback in Fordham history to throw for 500 yards. Lost in all those passing yards was Carlton Kuntz. Once again, he kept up his 100 plus yard day on the ground. That helped Fordham to get inside the Holy Cross 25. They would stall from there and that brought on Mike Mirando, a monumental field goal attempt snap is back the put is down the kick is up and it is good 39 yards for Mike Mirando and that made it a two-score lead for Fordham the proverbial nail in the coffin for Holy Cross 32-23 Rams four minutes to go in the ball game so the Holy Cross offense still scoreless in the second half would take over and needing a quick score any more mistakes in the game would really effectively be over Pouliot would complete two passes to Khalif Raymond and that would get the Crusaders inside the Fordham 45 then he threw a screen pass on a peel route to Mike Fess and Fess was dropped for a three-yard loss by Stephen Hodge on third and 13 Pouliot found Toulouse Kyle Toulouse for 11 yards to set up fourth and two from the Fordham 33 and it was fourth. It was four down territory, obviously, for the Crusaders at that point. Pouliot with another big play, a 24-yard strike to Toulouse once again. So that would set the Crusaders up from the four to nine-yard line on third and goal from the five. Pouliot would look to the end zone. Third down and goal from the Fordham five. He gets the low snap. He looks. It's a fade route to the right. It is caught for the touchdown. Stanley's first catch of the game, and he's in for the score with 1:39 to go in the fourth. 32-29 Fordham and Holy Cross now to try and get the extra point. And before we wrap this one up, I just want to go back to you guys because Peter Pulios was impressive even though this offense had done absolutely nothing in the second half. When it was crunch time, when he needed to play mistake-free football and make plays through the air, he really came to play. Yeah, and for a freshman, I was very impressed by him. His ability to get out of the pocket when he had pressure coming in, he can make throws on the run. He could also throw the ball pretty well downfield and he really was starting to grab some of the attention of these fans and from other players. Coach Moorhead talked about him at the half, and he had nothing but good things to say about this young QB. And really, I think something that gets lost in this game is if it wasn't for a missed extra point, they would have had a chance to tie it up with a two-point conversion on that final score. So it shows you just how big special teams yeah. are, but a very Absolutely. solid performance from that QB. And I really think going against a Fordham team that's top 10 in the country, he showed us that for years to come, he might be a very good player well, in the SES. Mac, just to add on to that, sure. that was his sixth career start. 
He is a true freshman. He only started one season of games in high school because he played as a sophomore in the state semifinal game, fell four yards short of the end zone after the starter had been injured. The starter came back the next year when he was a junior, didn't play at all, barely got any offers out of high school because there was so little tape of the kid, and now he's at Holy Cross. In reality, this might be his 20th start at the high school and collegiate level combined, and that's the performance he put on. That kid's a stud. Yeah, you got to believe that, Mike. And Chris, great point there with the two-point conversion. If they had been able to, if they had been in a position to do that, I'm sure that Holy Cross would have had all the confidence in the world with a guy like Puglios, a quarterback, to get that two. But they were not in that position. Crusaders make it just a two-point game, 32-30 Fordham with 1.39 to go. Holy Cross would need to recover an onside kick to have any chance of getting the football back. Little, Too little too late for the Crusaders. The kick did not travel the necessary 10 yards. The Rams got it back and would run out the clock from there. So they just do get by in this game, 32-30 the final, and they are 9-0. and Guys, players of the game. Yeah, I guess I'll start with this. I'll give you some time here, Chris. <laughs> should I let you have Niebrick? You should give me Niebrick. You, you can have Niebrick. I, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I know Niebrick had the best statistical game. He also had a couple of turnovers. Carlton Kuntz had a turnover, and after that, I, I think he really led this team with authority. I thought he, uh, with, with 146 yards, his second-plus, 100-plus game against Holy Cross, he had a touchdown, uh, caught a few passes out of the backfield. So if you're not going to go with Niebrick, you could go with him, or you go with Stephen Hodge, who had 15 yeah. tackles, four for a loss. I mean, he was unbelievable today. Wow. So I think for Fordham, both of those guys deserve some contention for that. For Holy Cross, I- I'll let you have the easy quarterback for Fordham, but I'm taking him for Holy Cross. <laughs> Puyols is the real deal. 60% completion, true freshman, uh, threw for 238, three TDs, didn't make many mistakes. He, he was very good today, Mac. And for myself, I, I guess for Fordham, I'm going to have to take Michael Niebrick. That was kind, and on a record-breaking day, he really showed us that he could do it all. He scored, running the football, he was able to throw it through the air. He had that turnover in the end zone with the interception, but he's just been so clutch for this team. He's been so huge, and he's proved to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country in the FCS and really showing us just how good he can be and how good uh, this Fordham team can be with him at the helm with all the options he has. And on the other side, I'm going to go with Fest, the receiver, because what he was able to do, he got hurt, he got back up, he came back into the game. It seemed like so many third downs in the first half, they were going to Fest, he was making the big catch, and he's not a big guy by any means. He was taking hits, he took a beating today, but he got back up every time he was able to make catches, get yards. He led their team with 94 receiving yards, he was averaging about 13.5 per catch with one touchdown. So for Holy Cross, he's my player of the game. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Gentlemen, I think that sums up this Fordham game today. We'll go back to you for some final thoughts. Those are my final thoughts. I I, I don't even know what that meant. I I love that. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. He's getting real deep. Martin Luther King Jr. That was, I I had to find, it's one of my favorite, it is my favorite quote, and I think it sums this day up. I mean, we're usually shallow like a puddle, but today that speak was for yourself. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't beat what Max said, but uh, I mean, Fordham nine and zero. This this is what they needed to do. Everyone knew Holy Cross was going to be tough. Everyone knew that they had a good offense. I was telling people all week, don't sleep on them. They've got a quarterback who scares the heck out of me. They've got a defense that held uh, Colgate to twenty eight. Uh, there's no reason to overlook them, even if Lafayette beat them by fifty and they only beat them by twenty. So. 
I mean, I, I, I think uh, Holy Cross is who we thought they were, and Fordham is also who we thought they were. And in football, you play one game a week. It's not baseball where you maybe take a day off and you lose, and then you come right back tomorrow. So there's not one team you can sleep on. Holy Cross is a team who beat Dartmouth, who beat Yale. So they obviously can play with a lot of the teams in the FCS, and they gave Fordham a run for their money today. They had this crowd quiet in the first half. Mm -hmm. And then in the beginning of the second half, they were driving. The big interception really turned things around, and Fordham never looked back after that. Guys, thanks so much. Great call today, and we'll talk to you again soon. Once again, the final score of today's game, Fordham 32 and Holy Cross 30. The Rams are 9-0. The executive producer of Fordham football is Bob Ahrens. Producer of today's game has been Merrill Servan. Field engineer producer Eric Malo. Our studio engineer is Kenny Ducey, and our studio supervising producer is Julian Atienza. Thanks to Fordham Sports Information Director Joe DeBarry and his staff for all of their assistance. And next Saturday, we've got more Fordham football action for you. The Rams have their final home game of the season against Bucknell. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. We'll have our usual one-on-one pregame show at 12.30 only on WFUBsports.org. Then at 12.50, join us on 90.7 FM for the game. And don't forget, next Friday, November 8th, basketball season tips off with a doubleheader. The women take on the University of San Francisco at 6 p.m. We'll have the one-on-one pregame report at 5.55 only on WFUVsports.org. Then at 8.30, the men will host St. Francis in the second game of our double dip. Tune in at 8.25 to 90.7 FM or WFUVsports.org for our one-on-one pregame report. Until those times, for Mike Watts, Chris Marasco, Matt Morrow on the sidelines, Joey Palladino with the updates, highlight supervisor Richard John, and highlight producers Aniela DeVita and Christian Goey. This is Mac Rosenberg. Have a good evening, everybody. Fordham Rams football is a production of WFUV Sports. Michael Niebrick walks into the block F at midfield, now steps back out of it. Mazzara the center. Over the football, three receiver set, low snap, but picked up by Niebuhr. Quick throw right side, completes the shallow, breaks one tackle. Down the far side, near sideline, cuts back to the middle and brought down at the 25. Niebuhr breaks the Fordham singles, single game passing record with the throw and run.